Hello, and welcome back to Playlisted. I'm Denise, your host, and today I'm going to be podcasting solo, but I do have some really great guests lined up for the next little bit, so um, keep posted for those. I am super excited to be talking to you today about songs that reference Beyonce. So before we get started, I need to lay a couple ground rules for myself. Um, Considering that Beyonce is married to a famous and prolific rapper who loves to talk about his beautiful wife, um, I'm not going to allow myself to play any Jay-Z references to Beyonce. And similarly, I'm not going to use any songs that are they're already Beyonce songs. So when Nicki Minaj comes in to do a remix and talks about Beyonce, I'm not going to use that. Um, so these are all artists who use Beyonce in their lyrics to convey some kind of idea or, or picture for us. It was very easy to create this playlist, which really just goes to show that this is an actual common theme. And I think the reason that that happens is because Beyonce is so much more than just a musician or an artist, um, but she's actually become a symbol in pop culture. So on one hand, she kind of represents this artist that has been working since childhood, really, and we've gotten to see this progression in her music and in her art and the way that she presents herself. Beyonce also represents this complete, uh, comprehensive performer that, um, you know, we see in other divas, I think most similar to uh, Tina Turner, uh, maybe Janet Jackson, these these women who bring it all. We expect them to sing and not just sing, but knock us off our feet with power vocals. We expect them to dance their asses off and impress us and even maybe show up the professional dancers they have with them on stage. Uh, Beyonce does that, I would say, like no other artist right now. I should also just mention that the topic of this episode is highly inspired by the fact that Formation World Tour was here in Toronto last week. And yes, of course I was there. It was an amazing, amazing experience. And I'll try not to talk too much about it for either spoilers for those who are still going to the show. Um, And, you know, I don't want to make you too jealous if you weren't able to go. But I did want to just give an update regarding the Prince tribute that I was pretty highly anticipating. I had no idea what it was going to be. I didn't look anything up. But when she began to sing The Beautiful Ones. I wasn't prepared for it. It was so beautiful. I knew she had performed it during other tours, and so I actually had ruled it out as something she probably wouldn't do again. It feels like that song was made for her to sing. Then she just plays the recording of Purple Rain while she gives her voice a break. Did I mention she goes into The Beautiful Ones after singing the rather vocally demanding one plus one. So, like, she's just a queen. Like, that is all there is to say about it. It She was just amazing. Um, and so then even later in the show, she even gives just, like, a one chorus nod to Vanity Six, who I also brought up in my Princess playlist. Um, she does She performs a chorus for Nasty Girl at the end of kind of this little kind of nasty girl set where she does partition and some of her other like more sexually explicit songs. Just what a boss. It's no wonder that she does act like a muse for these musicians that we're about to listen to. So we're gonna start us off with a rapper who has never been a stranger to dissing Jay-Z and yet on this song he kind of makes a a statement that isn't we're not quite used to coming from 50 Cent in the song Follow My Lead 
50 Cent sets up Jay-Z and Beyonce as this iconic, perfect couple. So I want to start with this because this is not just a reference to Beyonce, so this is another way that Beyonce is symbol, and that is in her relationship to Jay-Z. Even since Lemonade and the conversations about, you know, Jay-Z's infidelity and, and all of this, people are still raising Jay-Z and Beyonce up as this power couple. Baby, I could pass the day watching you model lingerie. I wanna spend the night tonight, shorty, if it's okay. You could be my Beyonce, I'll be your J. <laughs> I got a great sense of humor. First, I make you smile, then I woo you. You know I wanna do you, or do you, do you? Follow my lead, baby, I could be all you need. If you follow my lead, follow my lead. I hold you down, put your trust in me, baby, follow my lead. Follow my lead, I think God made you for me. So yeah, so that was 50 Cent talking about, you know, as he's wooing this woman saying, hey, you can be my Beyonce, I can be your Jay-Z, you know, just this perfect, just this perfect little reference that calls to mind this iconic couple and this couple that, especially at the, the time that this came out, uh, this couple that's so in love, this couple that seems to have no problems, which of course we, um, yeah, might see them even as more um, real now, um, but I think that there's still this kind of level of respect for who they are to each other. Similar to 50 Cent's use of the Beyonce reference to kind of connect with a woman or pick her up, um, this is one of my, I would call this song a guilty pleasure. I really like this track, uh, My Last, from Big Sean. Um, I think it's mostly a guilty pleasure, but it really adds to it that it features Chris Brown, who I have tried really hard to basically boycott. I haven't. I find him fairly repulsive, and it's super annoying that I like a lot of his music. But I guess this is turning out to be a little bit of a, a sub-theme of this playlist since the Follow My Lead track was featuring Robin Thicke, who is also this man with a lovely voice who has just kind of disgusted me with the way that he sings about and treats women. Anyway, all this to say, I have very little music by Chris Brown in my iTunes that is post-2009, except for this song. This song really just gets me. Um, and so I really think it's a, a clever use of referencing Beyonce, and again, uh, here referencing Beyonce and her relationship with Jay-Z. And I could get you anything you want, I could, I could, I could, I could put you on, see you look like Beyonce, so do it like Beyonce, do it, do it like Beyonce and put it on, Sean, Grand Harbor got a lot to show for it, always had drive like I had to show for it, my team's so true, we should get a camera crew, follow us around and make a show for us. Okay, I love this song so much more than I would normally admit if there were people in the room ready to judge me. Um, this song, you feel it. And I mean, I dare you to tell me that you didn't experience some form of joy while you listen to this 
seize the moment club anthem. There is just so much joy, so much celebration in the song, and it's hard to not kind of join in. And then on top of it, you've got this brilliant reference where not only are you um, being asked to think of Jay-Z and Beyonce as this iconic couple, as in the 50 Cent song, um, but you're also reminded that Big Sean has the same name as Jay-Z, and so reminding uh, this woman that, hey, Beyonce is married to a Sean too, you know, like there's something about that name, maybe, I don't know. Um, and then also he's giving this woman the ultimate cult compliment by saying, you look like Beyonce. So, you know, you and me, we should, we should get together. We're made for each other, just like Jay-Z and Beyonce were. Um, but what also, what I think is really interesting about this is it kind of moves into not just the referencing of this couple, but also this uh, idea of Beyonce as kind of the, the ideal perfect woman. So let's move along. I want to say that um, there are a lot of male rappers that will use Beyonce, I would say maybe second only to Halle Berry as this example of a successful and beautiful black woman. Rap music loves Halle Berry, loves Beyonce. But I would like to take a break and listen to a female hip hop artist give her take on Beyonce. That's a my ting. My ting. It's a my ting. My ting. It's a my ting. My ting. So I have a feeling Lady LaSure is new to some of you out there. She's brand new to me. I heard her last week. A friend of mine told me to check her out, uh, describing her as a British Nicki Minaj. Um, I don't think she's quite Nicki Minaj. She has that Caribbean background and, uh, and some great attitude. And I actually find her really funny. Um, and hopefully you can kind of hear some of that humor in the clip. Um, this is Queen's Speech 3, number 3. It comes from her EP, Queen's Speech, and all of her songs are just numbered. Of course, I, I really liked this lyric uh, because it, it makes a reference to another way that we symbolize Beyonce, and that's Beyonce as the ideal front woman and comparing her specifically to Michelle from Destiny's Child. Um, and you've seen all kinds of memes about being Michelle or poor Michelle, you know what, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor and Google poor Michelle right now. It's very entertaining, but it's just this idea that in the context of Destiny's Child next to Kelly Rowland and freaking Beyonce, Michelle's the forgettable one. Michelle gets left out all the time. And so this song is just referencing that. Lady LaSure is using it as a as a bit of a cocky lyric and comparing herself to these other girls and saying that that's how much better of a rapper she is. She's the Beyonce to their Michelle and she's going to Michelle them, uh, which is awesome. It's just a lot of fun. And I just want to say way to go, Lady LaSure. And I am super interested to hear 
what else she comes up with in the future. She tends to talk a lot about hygiene, which, you know, I appreciate, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to see <laughs> kind of how her theme, thematic repertoire expands in the future. But yeah, maybe we'll do a playlisted episode called Bathing, and she would be all over it. So next up, this is one of the first songs I thought of when I came up with this theme, and the first song that a number of people have have asked me about when I've talked about, you know, coming up with this particular playlist. Um, this is Drake's Girls Love Beyonce. Look, I know girls love Beyonce. Girls love to with your conscience. Girls hate when they go missing. And shawty, you ain't no different. These days it's hard to meet women. Feel like my love life is finished. I've been avoiding commitment. That's why I'm in this position. I'm scared to let somebody in on this. No new friends, no, no, no. You know how to... You got your fair share of admirers that call your phone You try to act like it's just me, but I am not alone But if you're alone, then say my name, say my name If no one is around you, say baby I love you If you ain't running game, say my name, say my name You acting kinda shady Baby, why the sudden change? Say my name So obviously, this whole song is built on a Beyonce reference. Um, the song's called "Girls Like Beyonce," "Girls Love Beyonce," and um, and it's built on this uh, cover of "Say My Name," a Destiny's Child, one of their most successful uh, of the earlier tracks. Uh, yeah, it just works. Like he's kind of like chilled it out. Um, Drake gets really personal on this song. You can kind of hear he's got like a little bit of a grudge towards these women who won't settle down or yeah, he just has trouble finding love. I don't, I don't hate the song. I, I like the song for a Drake song. I'll admit I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but this is all right. So the things I love about it are James Fauntleroy, who, you know, worked with uh, Frank Ocean and has done a lot of hooks and writing for R&B artists. So I like him. He sings the hook. I love all. I love the Destiny's Child cover. I think it's really well done and brilliant and kind of changes up the song a little bit. But it, yeah, it kind of takes this idea of Beyonce here, I think is a bit of a symbol for the independent woman, um, the, the woman of the sexual revolution, the woman that can play the games that men are used to playing and Drake is feeling kind of left out or left behind. So what I wonder is if that is is problematic. I'm not totally sure what I think about the fact that, you know, girls love Beyonce and that's maybe a problem because girls are also playing these games and, you know, oh, boo-hoo Drake. But, um, but the song actually works really well and, and I think that as much as you could hear that as, as shade being thrown to girls who love Beyonce, A, I don't really care if Drake throws me shade, um, but B, whatever did cause Drake to use Beyonce as the name of the song and as this uh, kind of larger reference, I think, to independent women, it goes to show even further what an icon Beyonce is as somebody who, with Destiny's Child, but also with her solo career, took this idea of girl power and really ran with it. So much so that Drake can write a whole song that's based on this idea that Beyonce has inspired this entire fandom of women to take control of their own sexuality and basically 
play with Drake's heart. Beyonce's music is to blame for Drake's loneliness. But perhaps she makes it up to him by letting him work on mine. So although I said that I wasn't going to use any Jay-Z songs that talk about Beyonce, um, it doesn't mean I can't use other artists who have very close relationships with Beyonce. So in 2013, Kelly Rowland released Dirty Laundry, which is a song where she airs her dirty laundry and talks openly about some of the struggles that she's been through. The whole first verse is really about the time after uh, Destiny's Child uh, broke up, seems like a rather dramatic term, but stopped performing together and when Beyonce's solo career was launched. And um, and she talks straight up uh, about the jealousy that she experienced when Beyonce was, you know, get, selling records and um, kind of on top of her game. But that's not true because now she's on top of her game and I feel like she's going to get even more top. But, you know, she was doing really well and people were loving her and Kelly Rowland wasn't doing great. And yeah, there was and there were all kinds of rumors about beefs between these two women. And I think when Destiny's Child was together, there was often these mentions of, of pitting these bandmates up against one another, because God forbid more than one black woman be successful, right? Anyway, I just, I really appreciate this song because it's about these two artists and performers who people know, people know their stories already. And yet she's singing with such honesty and vulnerability and it's art and it's really it's a really beautiful song um it doesn't feel i don't think it feels like she's exploiting this relationship to sell records um because it's just not like that kind of song you're not buying it to be like oh did you hear what she said about beyonce because there isn't shade if anything it feels like this song that's a gift of reconciliation between these two friends and I think that's why I love it so much. It just strips away ego and kind of says like this is what we were going through and yeah it was what it was and it is what it is and um and, and Kelly I think you know will recognize like I can't let because she's successful that doesn't tear me down like her biggest competitor is herself. When my sister was on stage healing it like a mother Beyonce is still killing it like a mother. <laughs> so next up, so now we've got these kind of larger references, I think, in, in song. And um, we started out with these kind of like smaller, just little, like really brief uh, quotes or references from, from mostly rap verses. And um, now we're moving into these kind of larger sections like Dirty Laundry or even Girls Love Beyonce. Uh, it's a line, but it also kind of is a, a theme that permeates that record. And so now we're going to move on to a song that is straight up called Beyonce. It is 100% about Beyonce. 
is about Kendrick Lamar's massive crush on Beyonce, um, which I find so wonderful to listen to now, knowing that they've worked together on Freedom from Lemonade and and have you know really similar perspectives. I, I love that she's worked with, has worked with him. I really hope that there's more collaborations to come because yeah, they just I feel like they're in the same like superhero universe. There aren't that many others who I would consider on the same level as Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce right now. I just bought the Sasha Fierce CD. I gazed at the cover for a whole five minutes till my girlfriend hit me. She jealous of you because I don't love her like I love you. I even make her do the just like you do. She tell me I'm obsessed. I tell her we connect like Ice Cube way before the Mac 10 view. She like you got down fool. That girl's rich and you're broke. I said so. I'm 500 mil away. There's still hope. Anyway, I had feelings way before you got paid. And I didn't laugh when you bust your ass on the stage. And I salute Kanye for taking up for you. I would have stole the award just to prove that I love you. But Jay should have did that. I thought he had your biz at. What happened, Mr. Izzo? Home Pico with Freddie Go. He used to be my favorite till he abandoned my diva. Now I tell everybody Nas that killed him on Eco. I feel like this might be the cutest rap song of all time. Like, picturing 12-year-old Kendrick Lamar watching Destiny's Child's music videos and just being, like, totally... You know, you could just picture this kid just falling in love with this musician, this girl on TV, and it's... I just love it. I, it just endears me to him totally. Um, and he does this thing where he kind of... He, he starts out, you know, he's watching her with Destiny's Child... Then he buys Sasha Fierce CD and the second verse, and he's talking about a little bit more of her solo career, and even the Kanye incident where he stands up for her, and um, you know, just so many references, just reference after reference. This whole song is literally about Beyonce being Kendrick Lamar's ultimate ideal woman, um, and I just I love it. I think it's hilarious that she has this kind of star power um, where she can inspire an entire song from an artist. Um, and then my favorite is probably the third verse where he basically uh, is just daydreaming about how he could get Jay-Z away from Beyonce. And he sets up this whole scenario where he's at a Mary J. Blige concert and he pushes Jay-Z into a dancer so that they like look like they're kissing or like they accidentally kiss. And Beyonce sees it, she breaks up, and then Kendrick Lamar comes to the re rescue. And, and at the end, he ends the song like, please, Jay, don't be mad at me for... <laughs> wishing these terrible things on you, wishing your wife to leave you and, and be with me. And uh, anyway, it's just it's just glorious, and I hope you can just have as much joy in this song as I do. It's so beautiful. So that's our six songs, but because some of them were really short references, I added one more song. Um, and it's less of a lyrical theme and more of a musical theme. So... Um, technically, it doesn't fit into the category because MIA calls this a remix, but I wouldn't really call it a remix. It's kind of more of a, I mean, it's like a mix of a bunch of Beyonce songs. It's like a tribute. Um, and so she calls it the Flawless Remix, but there's very little Flawless references to it. But I'll let you listen to a bit and see if you can pick up a few Beyonce musical references 
in MIA's Flawless Remix, aka Batty Girl 2. I woke up like this, I went to bed like this. We do everything just like this. Ready, ready, we're more than just a slutty gal. On a committee for Haiti or political. We do it boss, big and heavy like a funny gal. Necessity, unity in every gal. My surfboard, bitches ride waves, love all day. Man, I can hear everything you say. My surfboard, bitches ride waves, love all day. Men and women are 50-50. Those bitches say, hey, what's up at my so I mean obviously you can hear a whole lot of references to a uh, diva so really, if it's anything, it's a it's a remix of Diva um, with all this other stuff going on top of it. And um, and I guess initially she uh, was waiting for Beyonce's approval to use all these samples, and um, and didn't get didn't get any response from Beyonce's people. So she ended up just releasing it. And I don't know what the deal is now, but it's it's available. So Flawless does seem to be an appropriate title. Um, this is just awesome. It's a perfect tribute. Um, I love it when artists that I admire and respect so are so open about their love and respect for other artists that I also adore. Um, there's there's almost nothing I love more than M.I.A. saying, look, Beyonce is, is the bomb. So as a wonderful Beyonce tribute, I'm going to let this song just play us out. And so thanks again for listening to this week's Playlisted. I am always amazed when people actually just want to hear me talk about songs. Um, but uh, yeah, please feel free if you have an idea for a playlist that you would like either for me to make or for you to come and guest on the show. and We can talk about it uh, as we put it together. Speaking of guests, I will have a special guest uh, on the next episode in two weeks from now. And so be sure to check back here at Playlisted. And until then, let's... Jam out to MIA's Batty Girl 2. Hey, what's up, MIA? It's for the women and, of course, Beyonce.
to bed like this. We do everything just like this. Ready, ready, we're more than just a slutty gal. On the committee for high the or political. We do with boss, big and heavy like a fatty gal. Necessity, unity in every gal. My surfboard, bitches, ride waves, love all day. Man, I can hear everything you say. My surfboard, bitches, ride waves, love all day. Men and women are 50-50. Those bitches say, hey, what's up in my A? It's for the women and, of course, Beyonce. One diva in this game for a minute I know you're at the paper, the one that they 